0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Into the Fray. It is March. March Madness is ongoing as we speak. Michigan State, UCLA, it is on. It's an exciting time of year, boys. All right, Eli, do you want to start us off with our first topic today?
1: March is back. 710 days of sadness, and the sadness is gone. Oh, it's such a great time of year. Honestly, it's better than my birthday, I mean, it's not actually comparable. March Madness is the best time of the year. So today we will be having a very college-centric podcast. We will be discussing March Madness, our brackets, and then we will be doing our first 2021 mock draft. But let's start with the tournament which begins begin, began today. The Field of 64 will begin tomorrow, or it will actually be today by the time this podcast is released. So let's start with what makes March so special, the upsets. Daniel, give me your favorite upset that you think is going to happen over the next two days. I mean, I guess it could be any time. Usually upsets are first rounds, but... You could you could pick an upset later in the tournament if you're if you're feeling a big upset late. But give me your favorite upset.
0: Yeah, and that's a good question. I feel like we ask this every year because it's it's the it's the sexy pick, right? It's like who's gonna who's gonna upset? Is it UMBC, right? But I, I feel like we have to take into account like the the strange times we're living in with COVID. Like, are there less upsets with less fans? Are there more? Like, how are they gonna play? Is the crowd really gonna factor into it? Like, we know it does. We saw it in the bubble. In the NBA, like, is it going to be harder to gain momentum without fans? Who knows? Still, I, I mean, I'm looking at the bracket right now, and I see a lot of teams that could be upset. Um, my favorite has to be, I believe, 13 seed Ohio over Virginia. Um, so the first off, I, I really like Ohio here. Um, Virginia's getting to Indiana, or they're already there, I assume. But they got to Indiana pretty late because of their COVID issues. They had to draw out of the drop out of the ACC tournament, so they had COVID issues. So we really don't know how much practice they've had, um, and that does not bode well for them. Either way, I still do like Ohio, uh, 13 seed, mostly because of Jason Preston, who's took the world by storm. Uh, he's a game changer, and he will lead Ohio past Virginia. That is that is my. Uh, you can you can pencil it. You can pen it in right now. Pen it in. Ohio over Virginia. Everything's going against Virginia. Everything's going for Ohio. Jason Preston, watch out for him. That's a solid pick. Uh, I.
1: That is a very popular pick as well, and I, I think there is merit to it. I think in some of my brackets, I certainly have Ohio beating Virginia. Honestly, too many brackets to remember them all, but it's a very solid pick. I'm maybe not as confident in my pick, but I'm also going for a bigger upset. Hasn't happened for a couple years, but number 14-seeded Colgate will take down Arkansas tomorrow morning. Honestly, I think the podcast will come out right before this game begins, or just... No, right before this game begins. So... Anyone can hear me say it before it happens. Colgate over Arkansas tomorrow morning. That's a risky upset. If I want to go with a more safer upset, I like some of these 12 seeds. Honestly, I like the power of five 12 seeds. Upsets, I like like Oregon State over Tennessee. I think Oregon State's peaking at the right time. They're playing really well. It wasn't just that they got easy teams. They had to beat the best in the Pac-12. They had to beat three tournament teams to win... Pac-12 tournament title Uh, they beat UCLA who's currently playing right now trailing Michigan State by two points then they had to beat Oregon no slouch of their own they're a seven seed in the tournament and then they had to take down Colorado who's a five seed so they really went through the gauntlet in the Pac-12 tournament only missing USC who they beat earlier in the season so an excellent team watch out for Oregon State and the other one is Georgetown, who plays Colorado, that team's on a roll right now. They had to run through their tournament to win the Big East tournament, and I like what Patrick Ewing's team is doing. They were picked 12th in the Big East, and they found a way to win the tournament. And that's actually similar to Oregon State, who was picked 12th in the 12th in the pack, preseason Pac 12 poll. They found a way to make it into the dance as well. Those are two of the 12-5 upsets I like. Yeah, but upsets can also lead to cinderella teams so daniel i ask you this do you have a cinderella run from any team it doesn't have to be a double digit seed and it doesn't have to be to the final four but do you have any cinderella runs that you like
0: well, I already talked about Ohio. I like them. I think they could. Cinderella, like, how far is that really? I-, I could see them making it to the Sweet 16, especially because I know another popular upset pick is UCSB. They've been having a great season. Uh, over Creighton, they looked horrible against Georgetown. Was that Georgetown just being great or Creighton collapsing? We really don't know yet. Um, so if UCSB happens to win that game, I could easily see Ohio taking that game too. Um, so I could see them making the Sweet Sixteen, but I also, I also really like Virginia Tech for some reason, and, and I couldn't even probably name you two of their players, but I they, they were um I believe four and zero versus top twenty five teams um in the nation over the season they had a really great run towards the beginning of the season and then they had some COVID issues so they had to pause and they have never really found their footing back after that, but I mean and that's part of it like we don't know and so. I'm making a bracket. It's that uh, you don't know what's gonna happen. That's the beauty of it. So I, I, have, I could see them. Don't laugh at me. I could see them making the final four. I really could see Virginia Tech making the final four. Is there a chance they lose to Florida in round one? Yeah, I'd say there's a good chance. But I could also see them finding their footing back, how, uh, back at their their peak in what was it, December? Um, and if they find they hit their stride, I could easily see them overtaking Ohio State, even Baylor at their best. I could see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Flor—sorry, uh, Vir- Virginia Tech has had an interesting season. They've won some games they shouldn't have, and they've lost some games that they also shouldn't have. What Cinderella to pick from? I have so many. I love Cinderella. So I always go and try to guess. Th- I- 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 and when I make a bracket, it's not just, let's go chalk so I can win my pool or my tournament i'm a fan of trying to pick the teams that no one expects to go far and to go far so i'll start i have three in some of my brackets i have georgetown going to the elite eight i think they continue their hot run i think they're a better team than they're given credit for i think they could beat colorado and if florida state is somehow upset Or maybe they could even beat Florida State. I mean, they've beaten some good teams. So I think that's a possibility. And then I have them going to the Elite Eight because LSU takes down Michigan in the second round. That's my uh, bold prediction for the first one-seed exit. Another Cinderella, I have Syracuse going to the Elite Eight. It wouldn't actually be that much of a surprise. They've done it before. And that side of the bracket is just really not that strong. I think we're going to see a lot of chaos down there in the bottom half of the Midwest, I don't think Houston is as strong of a team as maybe they're ranked. They've lost some games they shouldn't have, like to East Carolina. I don't see them in the bracket. So I think that's a game. That's a team that's probably not going to go as far as maybe many might expect. So that opens up the door for Syracuse. And if they can take down West Virginia, then they are well on their way. They are traditionally a good team in March. So that's what I like. And my biggest Cinderella run comes from the Pac-12, and that's the Oregon Ducks. I have the Oregon Ducks going to the Final Four. That's how good of a team they are. And it sounds crazy, I know. They have to get past Gonzaga. Yes, they will beat Gonzaga. That is what I'm saying. Here's why. I've said it a bunch now. I'll say it again. Oregon has the perfect strategy to beat Gonzaga. Their full-court pressure makes Gonzaga uncomfortable on offense, forces Gonzaga just enough out of a rhythm that slows down their elite scoring ability, And then Oregon hits a three ball as well as any team in the country when they're hot. I mean, against Oregon State in the final game of the regular season that locked up the Pac-12 title, they shot 65% from three. Yes, that's not sustainable against Gonzaga, but they've been shooting over 40% as of recently until their loss to Oregon State. So if they can replicate the full-court pressure that forces turnovers or at least just Gonzaga out of an offensive rhythm and they knock down threes... They're primed to make an upset. They are a really good team. They're underrated. Yeah, there's no tall player on their team. They will have trouble guarding a player like Luca Garza, but there's no one short either. Their point guard six five, and their tallest starter is like six seven or six eight. So they are just in that middle range in college basketball of a bunch of players who can basically switch and guard all five positions. I really like Oregon. I think they're one of the most underrated teams. They're going to the
0: final four. Well, that's an interesting point you bring up. They they aren't a small team, but they definitely aren't a large team and where they are here. Let me pull up the bracket, but they'd have to go some through some pretty heavy hitters. They'd have to go through Iowa and Luca Garza, um, possibly Evan Mobley and USC and Gonzaga and, and, what is it drew timmy if you count him as a is a big um
1: yeah so w- what i'll t- say that that is this is while eugene omarie is only 6'6 he is difficult to move i mean he is certainly difficult to move and i know that he's short i, I get that but we've seen big men struggle against sizable opponents like that i just in college basketball Being tall is not always the most important thing. And what I think you have to count on is Oregon making offenses uncomfortable because of their full court pressure. And they also happen to be one of the best late season teams in the country every year. Dana Altman has his team ready to go. And he will this year. But I gave away one of my final four teams Daniel will give away his four first, then I will give away the other three. Who's your final four? Who's your championship game? Who's your champion?
0: Yeah, well, you talked about it already. So many brackets, you know, it changes from bracket to bracket, more or less. But if I had to pick one, my favorite, I already mentioned Virginia Tech. They're my Cinderella team. I could see it. I could see them overtaking Ohio State, Florida, Baylor, and moving on to the final four. I also... You know, I hate to be boring, but Gonzaga, I just don't see them losing to anyone in their bracket. Um, even Iowa, USC, I just I just don't see it happening, um, even though I don't have them winning. And then it's got to be Illinois. I'm not really a fan of any other team in that Midwest bracket. Um, I'm not high on Oklahoma State at four. I know that's a popular pick. Uh, I'm not high on Houston. I think Houston's probably the worst two-seed. Yeah. Um so I think Illinois got an uh they're going to coast through that um side of the bracket and then um I, I still I still want to say Michigan. I really do. I know it's not a popular pick right now with Isaiah Livers out. Who knows? We, it, it hasn't been confirmed that he's out for the whole tournament. I think they'll be able to get past the 16 seed tomorrow or Saturday whenever it is. Um and then uh, you said LSU? I think LSU is going to lose to St. Uh, Bonaventure. I, I, Cameron Thomas is great. He actually reminds me a bit of James Harden, like a tough shot maker shooting guard, um, who's also a terrible defender, and that's the problem. LSU is a horrible defensive team. I don't see them getting past a, a veteran St. Bonaventure team. But but so I know people are like, oh, anything could really happen in that East bracket. I don't know. I Maybe Florida State could overtake and beat Michigan. I, I don't know if... They play, I, Leonard Hamilton's system is great, but only to a certain extent. Playing too many players, I still see Michigan making it to the Final Four. So I would have Gonzaga, Illinois, Virginia Tech, and I've still got Michigan. It's a
1: lot of one seeds.
0: I know. I know it is, but I, I but, just. It's I, that kind of year. See, I.
1: I, I, I... I understand Gonzaga. I'm not going to disagree with the Gonzaga pick. I don't think they'll make it to the final four. I really don't. I think they're one of those teams that's more overhyped than they are good at this one. I would agree. They're a great team, and they had a great season. But, you know, they they haven't played anyone besides BYU since December.
0: So I think they're overhyped, at least slightly. Um, Like you said, you agree, right? No, I agree. I don't think they're all that, but I think they're talented enough. They're confident enough. Um, they're well coached enough to make it to the final four. I, I don't see. I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone beating them. They have to play. I mean, who do they have to play? They have to play USC and Kansas, maybe Iowa. I, I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, so I, I understand that, but I Oregon going to the final four, I do think the Ducks have the ability to beat them on the right day. They do. I have Illinois going to the Final Four from the Midwest. I think the region's a mess besides them. I think Illinois is one of the best teams in the country. I like Io DeSumo a lot. I think he reminds me very similar of Kemba Walker, just able to make big plays at the end of the season. He's done that so far. Really good player. In the region with Baylor, which is the South region, I have Ohio State. I think they're pe- they struggled, but they're peaking at the right time. They have everything they need. I mean, they really do. With Dwayne Washington Jr., EJ Liddell, Justice Sewing, who used to play at Cal, has been a very nice player. He showed sparks of being really good. And then they have the transfer from Harvard, I'm blanking on his name, but he's Seth a- towns.
0: towns. Towns, yeah,
1: and towns is a great shot maker. So I like Ohio State to make the Final Four. Then in the is that the east region yes i don't like michigan michigan has struggled lately i'm not a fan i'm i've watched them play and and not only have they struggled but now that isaiah livers is out i'm really concerned i mean isaiah livers was their shot maker hunter dickinson was good this season but he struggled i mean he's a freshman i i you know he wasn't a top like the top prospect, like Evan Mobley in terms of big men. So there is some concern for him. You know, I think he's good, but I think he can be stopped. And if he's stopped, I think Michigan has a lot of problems. I like, so t-
0: I like what? Franz. I like Franz Wagner. Sure. But he's not he, been he's, consistent. No, this season and, and He's either. not a number one option. Uh, they really need livers to come back.
1: And so the team I like is a team that's very veteran laden. It, has all the pieces you have guards you have big men it's led by matt jones or matt coleman the third andrew jones is on that squad i like texas of course they just won the big 12 tournament but their basketball style is so impressive and they have the players so often in march madness it's the veteran teams that do well it's not the freshman teams the last true freshman star to win was jaleel okafor back in 2015 right i mean has a freshman led his team since then? I can't – I don't think – I don't believe so. And so that's what I like. I, I like Texas. I think they really are one of the best teams in the country. They're a little overlooked. They struggled midseason. But everyone besides Gonzaga has struggled this season. And maybe I guess you could argue Baylor. So I'm a big Michigan fan. I mean, not Michigan, Texas fan. Oh, and I got you I,
0: have,
1: I have Texas going to the, fi- to the championship game.
0: Well, I just – I won. don't trust their – they're big guys. I don't trust Greg Brown or Kai Jones.
1: But they have Jericho the- Sims, too. Jericho Sims is Okay, sure, star. yeah,
0: yeah. But the other two guys, I just I don't trust in the big moment yet.
1: Sure, but you, that's why you have Matt Coleman. You have Andrew Jones. I mean, talk about adversity. No one's overcome more in college basketball than Andrew Jones. Well, I can't say that. But Andrew Jones has come up over a ton of adversity, really impressed by what he's done this season. And then in the championship game, I have... Illinois beating Ohio State again to go to the championship game. I think Illinois is the real deal. I have them as the champion. I just, you have Io DeSumo, who's one of the best guards in the country. And then you have arguably a top three, top five big man in the country. No one's been really able to stop Kofi Coburn. And then their bench is just really good. They're a deep team. They have stars around them. You may not hear about them, but Illinois is the real deal.
0: Well, this is boring now because I also have Illinois. You know, I That's feel like we're the only two. Everyone's, everyone's got Gonzaga, but I'm I'm over here and I'm not biased. I live in Illinois. It's like a five hour drive to Champaign. I'm not an Illinois fan. Just disclaimer, I'm a Duke fan. If you didn't know by now, I'm not an Illinois oh. fan. But I see, I you know, when I look at, you know, if you want to make a run and you want to be the champion, you have to have a few things. You need a veteran guard a poised veteran guard who can control the tempo of the game. You've got that in Io DeSumo. You need a, like you said, like a top five big in the country, a traditional big, though, a traditional big, which is Kofi Coburn. And then you need shooters. Like, that's the most important thing right after those guys. You need shooters, and they've got that in Trent, uh, Frazier, correct? And Miller, I believe. Okay. And then you, and then there's like always that like one X factor, maybe a defender, who can do just a little bit of everything, which is Andre Curbelo. I mean, they've got you couldn't construct it better
1: yeah no i agree i think i think they're i think they're the best team in the country i really do as good as gonzaga is i think gonzaga will stumble i just do they haven't played anyone in a long time this team is great it's a great gonzaga team the most talented ever but you know maybe it's me not loving to pick the favorite i don't love to pick the favorite but you know when's the last time the favorite won i mean it was Duke. It was Duke two years ago. Yeah, it didn't happen. They didn't win. Virginia
0: was the number one seed the year before. They didn't win it either. They lost in the. Virginia won the twenty nineteen, right? Last time it happened. Yeah, Virginia was... won. But uh, it's been a
1: while, I think, since the
0: number one right, seed is Duke. Has won. Was Duke was the first seed that year? They lost to Michigan in the Elite Eight the year before Michigan that State. was Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. And then the yeah, year before so... that was Virginia, who lost as the number one overall seed. Yeah.
1: Yep, so it, it's been a while, and so we'll we'll see, but I, I'm I'm hesitant to pick the number one yeah. overall seat. But Me too. Uh, but let, let's just say this. Regardless of who you have, let's get excited. March Madness begins today yep. when this podcast is released. I'm so excited. I'm ready. It's been too
0: long. Thank goodness it's back. March Sadness is over. It, yeah, it's been way too long, way too long. You know, yes. I feel like we take it for granted every year.
1: Well, that's what I was gonna say. Um, that's what I've been saying. You don't realize how much you miss
0: something until you don't have it. It's true, and you know, I just want to put this out there. Maybe I should have picked a different uh, someone else to win the tournament, just to be different from you. So maybe I should have gone with COVID. COVID might win.
1: We don't know. Oh gosh. Okay. 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 D- don't do that to me. You're gonna break. I know. My heart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would hate to see that happen. That would be yeah. the worst nightmare. All right. Moving on to our next topic um, of the day. We will be doing our first mock draft. It seems fitting now that the tournament's about to start, or I guess it has started in a way. Um, if we're going to do a few of these mock drafts, we might as well get one out of the way right before the tournament starts. So, without further ado, our pre tournament mock draft. So, we'll be doing it a little differently than most people do it. We'll be doing, uh, we'll be alternating picks so it's more realistic. So, we'll throw each other off a bit, it'll be more interesting. Um, so, Eli, I'll, I will give you the first pick. You are the Timberwolves GM. You're on the clock.
1: I know you don't like this pick, and I don't understand why. The There's only one player to draft. I mean, he's a star. He's a 6'8 guard who's averaging 20 points a game, six rebounds a game, and almost four assists a game. He's efficient. He can put up high scoring numbers. He's put up 40 points this season. He's just, he's difficult to handle. You know smaller guards who are nimble enough to stay with them can't stop him inside the post when you put a bigger guy on him he just takes you one-on-one on on the outside and gets a shot for himself you know yeah maybe his assist numbers aren't where you would love them to be but he can pass he's a great creator i mean he's just so talented he has all the skills you want from the number one pick the answer is kade cunningham from oklahoma state he is going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, they have D'Angelo Russell, but honestly, neither one of them are exactly a true point guard. So I think they'd actually fit kind of nicely together. I think they could share the duties.
0: That's the right pick. You know, as much as I'm not a huge fan of it, if I were the GM and I didn't want to lose my job, that's the right pick. Um, And and you're right. The fit, at this point, who cares? D'Angelo Russell, are you really deciding between him and Cade Cunningham? You don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Honestly, you don't know how long Towns is going to be there at this point. They might be picking Anthony Edwards and going full on rebuild because they've had number one picks recently and it has not gone well for them. Uh, they might kind of just want to blow it up and start over.
1: Yeah, no, I that's certainly what I think. Uh, I think it's just, yeah, it's one of those things that
0: he just, he's he's, he's a star. He's right, a star. Fit doesn't matter there, I would agree with you. Um, so next up. The Pistons right now, I thought they were going to be the worst team, so congratulations to the Timberwolves. Uh, the Pistons have the second pick here, and you might not like this pick. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Evan Mobley out of USC. The 7-footer, the center. Um, he's averaging 17, 9, and 2. It's pretty impressive for a freshman. Uh, he But he's like the epitome of the modern center right now. He, he's exactly what you want. He's a versatile big. I mean he is the perfect center for the modern NBA right now. He's got good touch around the rim. He sees the floor very well for a, for a young kid. He's a kid. I mean, what is he? 2019. Um yeah. he's 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 poised. Um what's not to like? The potential is through the roof. I I think you would be making a mistake not to after Cade to not pick Evan next. And the and the Pistons I, they need everything, right? The, I mean, they need everything. Even Jeremy Grant at sh- small forward, power forward. I mean, you pick the best player, the most potential. Um, boomer bust. I don't even think he'd be a bust. Uh, you got to take Evan here. Uh, as much as I like Evan Mobley, and
1: I'm a Evan Mobley boomer. I mean, I'm a USC student and a USC fan. He does worry me. He's not a big frame. He's gotten stopped by seven other seven-footers who haven't been as talented as him but have a bigger frame and i know you can build frame i just think it's going to take some time he's not a shooter right now he's not he can't uh, his three-pointers that he makes in college aren't even three-pointers in the nba i mean right now what i think his best part of his game is is probably that mid-range free throw line stroke that he i mean not free throw stroke he has but uh, the free throw jumper you know free That's throw line jumper. Shot he's got it's a very good looking shot and he's a great defender i mean i I think actually that's probably the best part of his game and it goes unnoticed i I really like evan mobley i just think it's offensively it's going to probably take him a little time to develop and i always get nervous about drafting a big man in the top three of a draft just because it's a very guard centric league it just is guards dominate the league yeah we have two big men who are now dominating and are in position to win an MVP. But it hasn't happened for a while. And frankly, they both can shoot better than Over Mobley can, which, like I said, it's just going to take time for him to develop. Like, does he have the potential to turn into a, you know, not maybe what Joel Embiid is, but do some of the things Joel Embiid can do? Yes, he, he can turn into a player similar. I'm not saying as good Joel Embiid is a star and I. I I don't wanna I don't think it's fair to say that anyone can be as good as that coming out of college. That's too much expectation. But it could become something similar, yes.
0: Yeah. It's just gonna take time. It's right. just gonna take time. I'm right there with you. Um but but if you're the Pistons, all you've got is time right now. You're not going anywhere. No, uh, that's fair. All, it that's can fair. only get worse. I, I, they're in the worst position right now. They have nothing to build around. And you take the guy with the the highest potential because what are you going to settle for, Jalen Suggs? I know a lot of guys like Jalen Suggs, but is he really, uh, is he really going to provide you with that that star power at his best that Evan could? I'm I'm willing to take that gamble if I'm the Pistons. Sure, and I get and, it. and the and time the time I think that's perfect. You you want him to develop. You're not going anywhere. You're not making the playoffs in in three years. Yeah. So you mentioned
1: Jalen Suggs, and the oh. Rockets are on the clock, and the Rockets need everything, and the Rockets are going to select Jalen Suggs. I. He just is that good old player i know he's not the best shooter right now but he is streaky and when he starts making shots his ability to start making shots and get hot shows me he can become a very good shooter sure it may not be there yet but look at someone like jalen brown he didn't shoot he shot under 30 percent. i know jalen brown may be a little bit more athletic he's also a bigger player but jalen zuggs is a guard he's a point guard he's averaging what 16 points a game five rebounds five assists somewhere in that ballpark so he really can do it all. He's on the best team in the country, so they don't really need him to do everything. They just need him to play his role. He's done that very well this season. He's just a very solid player, and I think he's just a great competitor. And I think it's going to translate to the NBA. And he's also six four. I mean, he doesn't play that big. He, he like when I see him, he, it, I think he's like six foot, and it turns out he's six four. And it's just like, oh, he's bigger than I would have expected. I really like him. I think he's better maybe than. Some people think I he has the potential to become the best point guard in this draft, and yes, I say that after praising Cape Cunningham as much as I did.
0: Yeah, I mean I can't argue with you. I, I think he does have the the highest probability of becoming the best point guard from the class. But if you're the Rockets, you've got I, honestly, what did they give up? A second round pick for Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, that, what a great deal. I mean, he's had he, he's played like three games for them, maybe. And he's had like 25, 30. He's been great. So maybe he's a building block. I think Oladipo's out of there. It looks like, well, they just shipped out PJ Tucker. Doesn't seem like Eric Gordon's going to be there much longer. So they really have nothing to look forward to other than Porter Jr. So you're really drafting the guy with the most potential like the Pistons did with Evan Mobley. So I would have taken Jalen Green because I think he has that potential to be a first option. Um, I'm not as high on him as Jalen Suggs. But I think the Rockets, if they were in that position, they'd really have to weigh the pros and cons of those two players. So with the Magic, with the fourth pick, I'm going to have them pick Jalen Green. I would go Jonathan Kaminga, but I mean, the Magic are in this weird spot where they're like always competing for that eighth seed. And is it really worth it? I, I do. I like Jonathan Kaminga a lot more than Jalen Green. I think the potential's um, much higher for him. But Jalen Green, yeah, you can't deny the talent he is averaging he, he went uh took the g league route played for ignite he averaged 18 3 and 4 which isn't you know they don't pop off the box score but uh, solid numbers for what would be his college freshman season um the athleticism is through the roof he's projected to be an elite scorer we didn't really see that in the g league um so he's projected to be an elite score at the next level which is why i would i would take him if i were the rockets but the magic here They've got they're kind of congested right now at power forward, and who knows they might ship off Aaron Gordon. Jonathan Isaac's always out injured. Vucevic has been rumored to be traded. So so really, there, there's no position that you're looking at. Uh, and they've also got Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony, but but I think you got to take Jalen Green here if he's still on the board at four. Um, he he doesn't really make those around him better. He hasn't proven that he can do that yet. But the talent and upside is undeniable. So I think you would be foolish to not take him at four.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. I agree with all the things you said, which brings us to number five. And this is one of the hardest picks, I think, in the draft. I mean, this team's a mess. I mean, I I actually think there's no team probably in worse shape than the Washington Wizards. They are nowhere close to being a championship contender with two of the largest contracts in the league in Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook they need a center there's no center available Uh, look i mean evan mobley's not going to fall here and you're not going to reach down and pick someone like i don't know greg brown or kai jones i mean those that's just too far you're left with a lot of wings and the problem is is you have wings i mean in the last two drafts you picked Rui hachimura and danny avdiha and they both fit that role but frankly you just got to pick another you just got to try to keep picking until it works and at this point with the fifth pick jonathan Kaminga is the best available i mean look he he needs work he is not he's not polished yet but he's not a he's not a great offensive player at the moment but he has all the physical abilities i mean he has an outstanding athleticism which should make him a great player uh you know he's not a great shooter right now but like we've mentioned shooters can be developed shooting stroke can be developed at least he's not ben simmons who just won't shoot i mean that that's a problem but you know he has the ability i like his potential and frankly for this team i think it's all about potential you know you mentioned years to work the wizards have years to work because they have to get out of some of these really awful contracts i mean you know they're not exactly alone in some bad contracts. I mean, they just signed Davis Burton's to a five-year big contract. He's getting paid fifteen million this year, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But they're going to have to reform this roster because Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal take up too much cap space for two stars that are not winning enough. So they will go with Kaminga, and they will figure out the rest of the roster later.
0: Yeah. Uh, nah dang. You know how much I like Kaminga. All right. He's gone. So with the sixth pick, the Cavs are up. Um, I really don't know what to do for them. They need a power forward desperately because Kevin Love is... I mean, well, he's not even playing, but he's out of there soon. Larry Nance Jr., he might be traded. They've drafted the last couple of drafts a lot of guards, so that doesn't really make sense for them to do again. They took Okoro, Garland, Sexton, so I think that would be silly to pick, you know, like Moses Moody here. So right now I'm debating between two guys who play kind of that small forward, power forward role who could fit into them. Make the right pick. All right. There's I, only one of them. Uh, I'm going to... They're looking... They they want a guy who can fit next to these guys. Sexton, a score... Uh, neither yeah, of them... Yeah, there's, are... there's one right option here. Okay, well, I think I'm going to disappoint you. It's What? You, you're going to what? I'm going to disappoint you here. Oh, please. I am okay. going to take... Gosh, they, you know what? I, I'm going to take Scotty Barnes here because I was debating Jalen Johnson. Um, I, I feel like he'd mess up their system. I took, I'm took i taking Scotty Barnes. I think he fits their system well. Darius Garland, when he's played, he's looked fine. He, he's looked like he can distribute. He can do a little bit of scoring, a little bit of shooting. Sexton is your, your shot maker. He's your scorer. He's your guy. So you don't really need a scorer. And then you've got Jarrett Allen as your your franchise big. He's going to block the shots. He's going to play the defense. He's going to rim run. So you don't need that. So what you need right now is a guy who kind of just molds all of that together and is like the glue guy. And that's exactly what Scotty Barnes is projected to be. I know he's um, uh, compared a lot to Draymond Green. He's quite a bit bigger. Uh, he could actually even be a better defender, which is crazy because Draymond won Defensive Player of the Year. But Scotty Barnes, the numbers don't jump out at you. He went. To, he, he's at FSU, he's a freshman he, He's averaging 11-4-4 four four, Which really On the page shouldn't be the 5th pick in a draft Or the 6th pick in a draft But he won ACC freshman of the year And 6th man of the year for a reason uh, Really, he's an intriguing prospect Because You really don't know what he is He's, he's kind of just like a jack of all trades He can do everything He's playing point guard a lot for FSU He's, he's dribbling the ball up the court a lot for them he can play defense. He's a good passer um, and just a really passionate guy. And I, I think that's what the Cavs kind of need right now.
1: Yeah, I like that pick for the Cavs. That's definitely the right pick. Look, I, as good as Jalen Johnson is, Scottie Barnes is just a better player. He fits into systems more. He can be more molded to fit what you need. And Jalen Johnson kind of is a one-track player, which brings us to Sacramento. And there's no great fit for them. I mean, just looking at it and being honest there there just isn't I mean they have Halliburton and they have Darren Fox you know both players are locked up for a while but I think they're gonna get someone who can play the backcourt with them he can also move up to the front court a little bit it's Moses Moody you know they they need what moses moody provides yeah he, he averages 17 points per game like i said he's a little bit bigger than a shooting guard is traditionally six six, two 205 pounds he averages six rebounds not really a passer which is what encourages me about him he, he is not he is not really a guard even though some categorize him as a shooting guard they don't need a shooting guard they don't need a point guard they need someone a little bigger than that that can either come off the bench or play alongside both Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox. Moses Moody can do both, and that's why he's the right pick. He's been excellent at scoring this year. He's led Arkansas to an excellent season. I really like Moses Moody. He goes to the Sacramento Kings.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. It's They're in a weird situation because they've got Halliburton and Fox and Heald. Heald's really probably not in their long-term plans, but like, what are you going to do with Halliburton and Fox? Is Halliburton going to play shooting guard when he, he really kind of is a point guard? Who knows? Uh, Moody, I think, could easily slot into that three spot. Uh, They do need wings, so so I do like that pick. And I do think he's the best player left on the board. So moving on to the eighth pick, the Raptors, which, strange enough, they're here. They've had a relatively disappointing season thus far. They've kind of bounced back, but I wouldn't expect them to end up with the eighth pick. So this will be fun for them. Right now, they desperately need a center. Aaron Baines has not looked like a good signing. Chris Boucher could maybe slide into that center role. He's playing more of a power forward for them. Pascal Siakam, ha oh, gosh, they really ah, because they there have been rumors about Kyle Lowry trades, but would Van Vliet then slide into the one? Man, this is a weird situation. And it's like, do they need wings because they've got Siakam and Ananobi? Man, I don't know what to do with these guys. Um, whew. you know what? I, I'm gonna. I, I was debating book night. But you know what? I made up my mind. I am taking another guy who's had a pretty disappointing college season. I am taking Zaire Williams. Might be out of left field, but let me see. Do I even have him on my first wow. page? I don't even have him on my first So, yeah, Zaire Williams, it might be a shocker, but he, he's like that kind of shooting guard, small forward role that they could need. He he's, provides them size. What is he? 6'7", 6'8", 6'6", around there. Um, yeah. Went to Stanford. Stats were very disappointing, 11-5-2. Um, so, yeah, it was a b- bit of a disappointing season for Williams. They, I mean, people expected them to make the tournament this season. That didn't happen. Uh, not even close. Uh, he was incredibly inconsistent, but yet the potential is still there. Uh, I remember that one triple-double game he had um, th- that was like, he had like 10, 11, and 12. That was, that was an impressive game. And that's what I'm basing this pick off of. If Lowry's out of there, he could, he could fill into that point forward role. And that's what I'd expect him to play for the Raptors moving forward. Um, but, but I see him as, as similar to like Cam Reddish was two years ago, uh, where he had a disappointing, he was a high recruit, had a disappointing season at Duke. Uh, but GMs were willing to take the chance on him based on his potential alone. And that's what I'd see in this pick.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I I don't disagree with the pick. I think you're going to pick Jalen Johnson. Who I actually think Zaire Williams is a better pick than Johnson, just because I think Zaire Williams has more potential than Jalen Johnson. I I, I do. It's an interesting pick. It's not going to be a one year fix, but certainly a down the road solution, maybe. Which brings us to a team that needs a player now. For the now, they are up and coming. They have Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. It's the New Orleans Pelicans who are on the clock with the ninth pick. And then there's one right option here. They don't need another playmaker. They need a shooter. Just a shooter. That is their biggest hole on this team, which is where Corey Kispert fits in perfectly. And that is who they select number nine. Look, it is a little high. But there is no better shooter in this draft class. And no one close. I mean, he is an amazing shooter. He can hit threes in his sleep. He can hit threes while he's eating breakfast. He can hit threes while he's mowing his lawn. Like Corey, Corey Kispert can hit threes or whatever he's doing. That's what he's good at. He's not a small guy either. I mean, we usually think of good three-point shooters as small guards. He's six seven, So he provides someone that can kind of fit... Around Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And what I like so much about it is you can kind of shift defensive matchups to what you need because now you have three guys who are in that 6 7 to 6 9 range. You can kind of just shift them and put whoever on whoever you need. So, you know, if the other team has a great shooting guard, someone like James Harden, maybe you put Brandon Ingram on him. And if you have someone huge like I don't know, can't think of anyone right now. But, like, let's say LeBron, you put Zion Williams on him or Brandon Ingram, and you kind of just, like, move it around where Corey Kispert doesn't have to be the main primary defender. I like him. I think he could fit great on that team. They're going to lose J.J. Redick probably after this year, and if not, he's not going to be playing that many more seasons. Corey Kispert will. He's a great shooter. That's the fit.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. The Pelicans don't need another star. They don't need another, like, scoring Anything really, uh, they, they don't need that. What they need is someone to kind of like hold all of the other pieces together, kind of like Scotty Barnes. They need a guy like Kispert, yeah. Um, so moving on to the 10th pick, the OKC Thunder, they've got like five billion of these in the next 10 years, and they the only piece that seems to be uh, a centerpiece is Shea Gilgis Alexander, and he plays a bit of shooting guard, a bit of point guard. But I don't think that really matters. They they need the best player with the most potential. Uh, they need everything. Um, I'm debating between two guys right now. You probably know who they are. Maybe not. Oh, man. So. I'm stuck. I don't know. Because it's like, I think this guy has more potential. But they might like this guy, too. Or should they just take best player? You know what? Yeah. This is for what he did to Duke. I'm, You know what? I'm taking Keon Johnson. I'm taking Keon Johnson. I, I like him out of Tennessee. I think he has a ton of potential. He reminds me um, a bit of Patrick Williams and how he shot up draft boards very late in the process. Uh, and I can see Keon Johnson doing the same thing. So Keon Johnson's a shooting guard. He could play maybe a little bit of small forward, but he's a little smaller. So he's really a shooting guard out of Tennessee. Again, the stats really aren't there, 11-3-3, so they don't jump off the page, but but he has the intangibles teams are really looking for um, right now. Sort of like I mentioned Patrick Williams, he shot up the draft board last year, and I'd expect Johnson to do the same as we get closer. Um, His potential on defense, specifically, uh, will intrigue teams, and he reminds me a bit of uh, last year's pick, the Cavs pick, Isaac Okoro, um, with a bit more potential. So that'd be my draft comparison. And Isaac Okoro definitely hasn't lived up to, was he the fifth pick maybe? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't lived up to that. But I, I could see Keon Johnson being a very solid piece for the Thunder.
1: An interesting play. He's been inconsistent um, as of late. And so we will just have to see how he develops. Because he's another one of those very much a need for to time to develop. As as he uh, you know gets more experience in the NBA, he's been inconsistent this year, so we will see. Also, just a quick March Madness update: Appalachian State did not advance, so they cannot pull off the biggest upset in college football and college basketball history. At least, not this, at least not this year. Um, anyone who listens to this will have already know. But that brings us to the 11th pick in. Honestly, there's not a lot I love here. I mean, you know, the Pacers need a point guard. But I don't feel comfortable picking someone 5'10". It's just a little too short for me. It's just with the 11th pick. I know who I'd pick. I know who you'd pick. And I think... well No, no I don't right, think I'm you not, do. I don't think you no, do. I'm not picking him. No way. Oh, you're talking about Jaden Springer? Yeah. See, I really like Jaden Springer. He's a good player. But I like another player better. He's not technically a point guard, but he has played with the ball in his hands some this season. Uh, this is tough. I don't really feel comfortable making this pick. But I feel like I have to. You know what? I think you're right. I don't like Jaden Springer that much, but they need a point guard. They need someone who really knows what he's doing with the ball in his hands. Unfortunately, James Booknight is not that. So Jaden Springer will go to the Indiana Pacers, and it's a bit of a reach, but it is who's available. So
0: there you go. Yeah, this draft isn't very deep at point guard. I I think teams are going to be really hesitant to take a chance on Sharif Cooper this high. And that's the problem is that there, aren't a, there, there are not a ton of great wings and power forwards, not a lot of good centers, not a lot of good point guards. So you're going to see a lot of teams maybe overreaching on a few of these guys, like Jaden Springer, who, who has potential. Like he could be a very solid backup point guard for his few, first few seasons in the league until he takes over. Um, but I, I really wouldn't ever want to take him. What is it? Top. Top fifteen. I I really wouldn't want to take him in the lottery. Yeah. Um but moving on to the twelfth pick, the Chicago Bulls, who always seem to be here. Um twelve. They need honest they I mean they could go for anything.
1: Really they need a point guard. You know I... which point guards available that I really like. Sharif Cooper? No. My Kemba candidate.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I, I know you'd take him here. I would not take him here. The Bulls oh. need something. They need that. That's what I, they need. Uh, maybe. The Bulls need... I mean, the Zach Levine rumors are always there, so you really don't know if they're keeping him for long. Um, Wendell Carter's fine. He's fine. in also have been rumors surrounding him. Uh, Kobe White, he's kind of more of a two now. Patrick Williams, you just drafted a small forward, power forward, are you really going to waste another pick on one? Um... Maybe I should just pick a horrible pick like they did last year for Patrick Williams. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know what? I do know what I'm going to do. I think the Bulls are going to take... I-, I still think they're they're high on Kobe White, and I, I think they're going to move forward with him. I don't think that's the right option, but they'd be silly to take Sharif Cooper, and I think at 12, taking Io DeSumo when they could trade back.
1: Oh my goodness, don't do this. He's so
0: good. You know, I want to take Jalen Johnson, but he's really falling here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take James Booknight. Okay. I'm gonna take James Booknight. Um, he doesn't fit. He doesn't. Yeah, fit he's I fine. He's kind of a lot like Zach Levine, so he could be a replacement if they end up shipping him off for something. Uh, I really like James Booknight. He's a shooting guard out of UConn. He's averaging great numbers, unlike a lot of these players, because he's probably he's a sophomore. Uh, 19, six and two. Booknight has about as much upside on offense as anyone in this class. Um, He's a great scorer with a great-looking shot. A little inconsistent, but still, it's a good-looking shot. Um, He'll need to improve his frame, obviously, and shot selection. um, And he's not a great passer, but overall, he's an excellent prospect. Um, And he could fall to a pretty good team. Not the Bulls in this case, but I could see him falling a little bit further. I think I was overreaching on him, but the bulls there weren't great options i don't think they're gonna go with johnson can't shoot next to like wendell yeah. carter not a great no, shooter I, I agree
1: with that okay so i have the 13th pick but my squad the golden state warriors are on the clock next
0: can we make a trade sure let's make a trade i'll trade you the 13th or wait yes i'll trade you the 14th pick for the 13th pick and steph curry
1: yeah, no, thank you. But you can have the 13th pick for I'll take the 14th pick. Oh, okay. I'll give, I'll give you cash considerations Cash later, considerations.
0: You know? Oh, kind of like uh when the... What was it on draft night? The Kyle Corver trade for the... What was it, yeah. a copier?
1: All right, yeah, yeah I'll buy or, a copier. Yeah. Or, or I'll be like Tennessee and I'll give you a McDonald's back. You can figure Ooh, out what's
0: oh, inside. Mm, I wonder what's inside. Yes, okay. So I will draft with the 13th pick. I'll let you pick for your team. That's, that's, that's reasonable. Um... 13th pick, the Grizzlies. Yeah, it just hasn't been going their way this year. Um, and Ja really hasn't looked that great either. Um, I, I, no one's talking about that. Ja has not looked great this year. No, he's not. But, but you still move forward with him. He's your franchise player. Everyone else, though, uh, I don't know about that. They could use everything except for a point guard. Um, I th- do you have to go Jalen Johnson here? I don't know. Okay. He fit there's a the huge, joint. there's a huge drop off in talent. Once you get past ten, really, uh, Johnson is by far the best player left on the board. Do we want to go? They they kind of need a center. They've got Valanciunas. Uh, they, maybe the wing depth. They they might need wing depth. Uh, you, know you know what? There is a right pick. I think you know what. I think I'm going to go towards wing depth. I think they need wing depth. Are you saying Kai Jones? I do not think they want Kai Jones. No, no,
1: no, no. But
0: don't pick him okay okay Ooh. i'm just i'm scrolling down this draft board um gosh you know maybe should i maybe a guy no that's way too far they could trade down for that who are you thinking i was thinking like josh christopher
1: but yeah, he's not turned out to be what he expected no. to
0: be. Y- you know what, here I am going to pick, I think you have to, I think you have to pick Jalen Johnson here, based on talent alone. It's it's now the 13th pick. Johnson, you know, is projected as high as five. I think you take him, you know, the worst case is you trade him for something else that you, you want, um, but I think the value is too high to pass on him here he, he's another guy who could be a point forward obviously not with Jai he's, gonna, he's not gonna be handling the ball that much but you know he's proven to be an excellent defender he had a few games where he had like four or five blocks as a small forward power forward which is very impressive he's great in transition I I've told you I I've expressed it on this podcast he reminds me a lot of Ben Simmons with a slightly better jumper he doesn't see the floor as well as Ben Simmons but in transition he can run up the floor make plays I like him If he falls to 13 and you're there, you got to pick him. If he doesn't fit, try him out. If it still doesn't fit, trade him for something you want. That's my my case for him at 13.
1: Fair enough. So that means I'm at 14 with the Warriors on the clock. Who knows where they're going to go? I mean, if they get Clay back next year, they should be a very good team. Maybe they'll get rid of Andrew Wiggins' big contract. Obviously, Kelly Oubre's deal expires after the year. I came into this pick thinking the right choice was Io DeSumo. and it is, but there's another name and I'm not sure what I want to do about it. So we're gonna to have to give me, I need to, I'm gonna talk it out for the podcast, for the listeners. It's Io Sumo, but the other player that I really have a hard time overlooking is Jared Butler. He shoots 42% from three 50% 49% from the field, 17 points a game, five assists a game on a really good Baylor squad. He's the leader of the Baylor squad. Just as much as I like Io DeSumo, I'm not sure he's the fit for the Warriors. I mean, a team that loves to shoot. So is I was going to pick him, but... I think for the Warriors, the right answer here is to reach up the draft board and maybe actually trade down. I mean, the right answer would be to trade down, and I hope they do if this is what's available for them. But if I can't trade down, I think the right player to pick here is Jared Butler. They, in terms of bench, they have Eric Pasco coming off the bench. They just picked James Wiseman. And I don't think you want to pick two big young big men. That doesn't help for a contender. They need someone who can come in right immediately, play great defense score the basketball and be a great leader coming off the bench that's jared butler he fits all those things yes it would be better if they could trade down they can't right now i want the i think the warriors should take jared butler with the 15th pick if they get it and 14th pick and hopefully for the warriors they make the postseason they fall a little bit farther down and then the pick becomes more a better pick as as, as he gets picked later on but that's who i think the warriors should select at 14.
0: Can't argue with that. I, I I was maybe thinking Franz Wagner. I, I, there's not really a case for anyone up here. Kai Jones, I, he's kind of... They kinda... need a
1: shooter. I mean, like, the truth is, for their bench lineup right now, they need someone who can shoot the ball. Right. And they also need a point guard on their bench. I mean, who is their point guard right now on their Brad bench? Brad Wanamaker. I was about to say, as much as I love Brad Wanamaker, and I guess you could say
0: Michael Mulder kind of, you know... Maybe. Like maybe. Maybe David uh, Johnson right or... But Nix, you're right. You do need, do need a point guard,
1: but I like, I like Jared Butler. I, I think the Warriors need someone who's going to not take time to develop but can come in right now and make a difference. And I think Jared Butler can, I think he's that good of a player. I think he can shoot the lights out. I think he's just a really well-rounded player for, uh, you know, a Baylor team that's just been excellent this season. So that's who I, that's who I would like to see them pick. But, well, that's all we got. It's time for an early bedtime. A lot of March Madness to watch tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Again, it is March. It is finally time. Tomorrow is the day. There are 18 matchups tomorrow, I believe.
0: That's a lot of it's basketball. It's time to
1: get excited for March Madness let's get it started. So for Daniel, I'm Eli. Take care. So long. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully it is filled with a lot of basketball and we will see you next week. Let's dance.